Mindless Can, the podcast with radio personality Jane Lindley Thomas and psychologist Paul Bushel. Because every act of kindness, no matter how big or small, can change lives. In this series, Jane and Paul hope to enrich your life by giving you practical tools on how to be kinder in your relationships with yourself, with those around you, at home, work, and in your community. So episode three today in our Kindness Can podcast series. And what we wanted to chat about is kindness towards your partner or your special person. Yeah, and I think this is... A relationship for so many of us that it becomes easy to take for granted, mm-hmm. especially as time goes by. This person, this wonderful, special, gorgeous person in our life and all the things that they do and mean for us, we kind of start to take it for granted a little. Absolutely. I mean, Mike and I have been married for going on 11 years, and there definitely are some moments where I think, oh, I wasn't very kind. That wasn't very nice. Uh, And I think that it's usually times where I feel like I'm up against the wall. And what I do, I lash out at the most precious human being in my life, and that's him. And thank goodness he's always so constant, and he's such a rock, and he doesn't, he just listens to me, and he just tends to me the way I need to be tended to. But there are moments where I think, oh, I could have dealt with that differently. And it's just that feeling, Jane, that so many of us, I know so well in our life that this person is just so constant. They're just there for us. They see the best and the worst of us, and they still love us for it. And that's a very, very special thing in this world. But because we have it and because we know it, we kind of over time start to, I suppose in a way, take advantage of it. We know that we can say and do whatever, and there's resilience between us. We're going to bounce back from this. So it becomes an easy punching bag i suppose we know we'll be fine from it i trust you that we'll be fine from it but over time if if we get caught in a a cycle of that of course resentment can start to build unhappy feelings and and that's where it starts to become especially dangerous i mean mike and i met in the most incredible way we'd both been told about each other through a mutual friend but never met and i mean it got so bizarre that we'd end up going he was living in Johannesburg, I was in Durban, but we'd, be, we'd end up going with a mutual group of friends to a concert and never meet. I mean, how? I don't know how. Uh, and then there was one weekend where I was doing weekend breakfast. He was here from Johannesburg for the Durban July. He popped out to go and get something from the shop. I arrived at the friend's house, sat in his seat at the table, left. He oh arrived my gosh, back stop and I had gone. No, I promise hey? you, we played this cat and mouse game for years. Knowing about each other, but never meeting. Waiting for the right moment. Yeah, and it it happened. I mean, of course it did. So I was seeing this uh, hot DJ, as you do, long distance from Cape Town. And I mean, I'm a Cancerian. I love love and I need to be in touch with my love. You know what I mean? And this long distance thing was literally ripping me apart. And the evening that I was meant to be with this DJ guy, trying to make a go of it, because I mean, I've fallen in love so many times in my life because all I want to do is love and be loved. So it all kind of fell apart and it was Mags's birthday and I didn't want to go and I went to her birthday and then everyone was going out for drinks afterwards. I didn't want to do that either. <laughs> rubber arm, rubber arm. Ended up going out and walked into this bar, saw Mike on the other side of the bar. We looked at each other. I mean, oh, wait, yeah. no, wait for my opening line. <laughs> so blind. <laughs> saw each other from across the bar, walked across the, around the bar and I said to him, are you Mike? And he's like, yeah, are you Jane? And I was like, yes. And I was like, wait for it. Your eyes 
bore into the back of my soul oh with my the opening gosh. words. Wearing a Christina Aguilera T-shirt, I might add. I can remember the shirt I was wearing. Gosh, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. I wish I still had it. And we've never been apart since. I mean, yeah. he started moving into my heart and into my life. We sat up until four in the morning after being at a prodigy evening at a club called Burn. And for me and Mike, what's been so paramount to our relationship success is that A, we met each other at the right time. I met him whole. Mm. Although I wanted to fall in love, I wasn't seeking salvation and I didn't need him to save me and make me a better person. What he's done to my life is he's enhanced my life. Mm. He's made, he, he celebrates my victories. He's there when I fall, vice versa. But we don't use each other as salvation. And I see so many people going into relationships hoping for this heal my heart situation. Yeah, I'll be complete because of this. Exactly. And that's such an unfair expectation to put on somebody else. Sure. Sure. As I'm listening to you talk, Jane, I kind of those thoughts that you are connecting with in this moment, those images that you are creating in your mind and revisiting them often must fill you with such wonderful feelings towards Mike. And those feelings probably become the way that you, you treat him. Not all the time, but most of the time. And so it becomes, psychologically speaking, it becomes a question of how often are we connecting with those thoughts, which are still true, that this is still such a special human being. He, mm. He's so valuable in my life. He means so much to me. Connecting with those thoughts change the way this relationship goes, whereas it becomes very easy, especially over time, to start collecting and storing and holding on to, to thoughts and moments which are negative and mean and, and unkind about that person. You know, we keep a little black book mm. in our brain and, and we keep wanting to go there. And those then become our feelings, feelings of yeah, hurt, resentment, jealousy, competition. Mm. Uh, and those become our actions in the relationship. And so it's, a, it's really the tool here, the psychological tool, is once again stepping out of your life, taking a few deep breaths, and making sure that you're connecting with the right thoughts, not just the negativity bias or the hard, horrible thoughts. And if you are connecting with those, yeah, evaluating them, confronting them, and, and kind of assessing whether they are true or not true. If they are true, it's a different story, of course. You shouldn't watch a bad movie to the end. And so if you're in a bad relationship uh, and most of the time your partner is being unkind to you and you're collecting horrible experiences together, that's a different conversation. Uh, and, of course, you can't just keep convincing yourself that it's okay. Uh, but we're talking about the average happy relationship out there where sometimes we are holding on to the wrong stuff and we can see things differently. So I think the first part of this conversation has really been around shifting our thoughts mm -hmm. uh, and connecting with kinder, uh, more realistic thoughts about our partner and, and focusing on some of the amazing and, and the good, uh, because that shifts, of course, our feelings and our behaviors. But it's also sometimes about reviewing, stepping out of our lives and, and reviewing the kind of habits uh, and behaviors that we as a couple are caught in, stuck in, which is kind of pulling us apart a little bit and we can't, we can't. that wasn't very Those that wasn't very jump into bed uh, and we get straight into our book uh, or worse we we go straight onto our phone mm. uh or for ian and i the first thing we do in the morning sometimes is we both yeah in the dark fumble for our phones and when we go straight onto social mm. media and it's a terrible habit we're losing each other in those moments and so kind of reviewing them i'm just thinking about myself what i did this morning it's the first thing i did yeah I go to my phone, 
go on to all social media, check my emails. It's like quarter to five. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think it kind of goes back to that very central need in, in all of us. Uh, we, all, we all want to belong. We all want to feel connected, loved, uh, and that we matter to people. Social media, and don't get me wrong, I think social media can be incredibly fun. And it's a wonderful platform to connect with people. But, of course, there's a lot of downsides to it as well. And we see the consequences of it in a lot of people's relationships. I'm sure a lot of people listening out there can relate to this. But because we want to belong and we want to connect, social media is is an easy way to find that affirmation or or that sense of, of belonging. Whereas, in fact... We should really be getting most of that feeling, uh, drawing most of that feeling from the person who's lying next to us. But sometimes doing it in real life, in, in real moments, requires us to be a little bit vulnerable. So instead of picking up the phone and going onto social media and instead you know, rolling over and saying something kind uh, or giving a, a hug in the morning, it's kind of vulnerable to do that because what if your partner's like, ugh. I got a headache, okay? Or what? What are you? What are you? Why are you saying that to me? And then we feel shame, and we kind of like, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. That kind of hurt. So it's easier to go find that sense of belonging on on social media because you're going to get it, but you're not going to get the potential shaming or, or hard feedback. Uh, so it's a safe place to do it, mm. but we've got to watch out for that. It's far more valuable and rewarding to take the chance on the person next to you, and if they don't give you the response you want. Having a conversation about that as well, that really hurt. Uh, and I really wanted to connect with you. I mean, I love just doing like secret things like putting a little love note into Mike's lunchbox. I mean, he's 42. <laughs> he gets a bumblebee sticker. Yeah. And it's like, I believe in you. I love you to the moon and back. Yeah. And it's I get a little SMS to say like, oh, my gosh, I just found my notes in my lunchbox. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't have to cost anything. It's time. It's just thinking gesture, in time. a kind, nurturing way. Yeah, just finding small ways to be kind and if, i sometimes say if you can visualize or imagine the way that you were with each other when your relationship first started oh my gosh remember those hey? intoxicating hey? yeah and it's all those little gestures of kindness and affirmation for each other which yeah naturally over time we, we start to forget those because we're taking that love and that trust and that respect in our partner for granted so it's a kind of a challenge to you guys listening out there and it's going to require you to be vulnerable because you're going to say and do things which might seem a bit strange or unfamiliar at this stage in your relationship. But go back to those little silly acts of kindness with your partner. I can imagine at first they might say things like, who are you? Uh, what are you doing? This feels weird. Okay. But don't allow that feedback, that initial feedback to fill you with shame. Don't let it deter you. Keep going uh, and maybe even share with your partner why you want to do this. I want to be kind to you. Well, do you remember what I did a couple of weeks ago? So my family and I, as a unit, we went through some just like choppy family water as you do. And I had this idea to start a seven-day gratitude challenge. And basically I went into our family group and I was like, okay, this is what I'm proposing. For the next seven days, let's direct message each other something that we love about each other. And I'm telling you now, a week later, all barriers, all negativity, because you know what family can be like. You yeah. go down the spiral staircase, and you're like, yeah. oh, I don't know what you're fighting about anymore. Yeah. And I was like, sometimes you lose sight of the joy when, you, when you're when in war zone mode. Yeah. And it was all these soft. I mean, my dad was saying things like, I love it when you get onto your knees when you speak to the children so that you speak to them at eye level. 
And I was saying things like to my mom, out of all the moms in the world, the fact that I got you to be my first home is such a precious gift. Thank wow. you. And it was like, and my sister, and we were just like, I love the way my sister, when she, when she laughs, she snorts and like screeches and her <laughs> nostrils flare. And, you know, it's like uh, just telling them like, Hey, I see you. I love yeah, you. I got yeah. you. So what we're doing in that moment, of course, is we are being intentional and conscious and an active participant in our thoughts. We're not just allowing our brain to run off with that negativity bias into all the hard and horrible things, creepy crawly brain, you know, really focusing on getting all those leaves and stones out of the pool and ignoring the beautiful sunshine and the happy children playing in the pool. You're being intentional in that moment and you're saying, actually, let's start collecting some of the positive, beautiful stuff in this relationship again. And when we connect with those thoughts, the feelings that follow that are so much easier and lighter and allow us to act and be better in those relationships. So it's kind of a vulnerable thing to do and it might feel a little bit silly and awkward at times, but push through it because you and your partner absolutely deserve it. Well, it was amazing because when I first started the challenge, my mom and dad were like, whoa. This is weird. And then it was like, Six hours late and no one's posted anything. And then after day one and day two. The day, blue tick silence. They, by day three, they were hitting it before I was getting to them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, this is what I love about you. This is what I adore about you. Yeah. It does get easier. And once you start that pattern of appreciation, it's going to change yeah. your relationship. Yeah. My sister, who's just recently immigrated to, to Australia, um, and we kind of going through that process of just adjusting to being far apart uh, whereas we when she lived in south africa saw each other a lot and her version of that challenge uh, which has been so wonderful is just sharing a photo so a photo from the present or the past uh, with each other in a group that reminds us of of those sweet happy fun fun moments um and so just collecting evidence which is positive versus collecting evidence which is negative yeah we love you very dearly. If you'd like to connect with us, uh, www.kindnesscan.co.za. Jane and I would just absolutely love to spread this message far and wide. And we're going into you know, schools and communities and corporates. And so if you would like to, to have us in your space, please let us know. We'd love to continue this conversation with you there. Thank you so much for joining us today. You are doing so much better than you think. Love you. You've been listening to Kindness Can, the podcast. Find out more at kindnesscan.co.za.